We begin in West Auckland, where tension was high at a fiery community meeting last night about the hundreds of homes still uninhabitable after the city's anniversary floods. It was standing room only as residents clashed with council representatives who tried to assure them central government is to blame for the delays. But as Louise Tanuth reports, six months on, some of those present were having absolutely none of it, with one man vowing to sue the council if residents don't don't have clarity soon. And just a warning, this story contains some ripe language. All I've heard tonight is bureaucratic bullshit from Auckland City Council. Process, process and bullshit about process. All I heard was this is an unprecedented event. Bullshit. Emotions ran high at the Ranui Community Centre last night, where about 100 people gathered for an update on the categorisation process and voluntary buyouts for their flood-damaged properties. Group Recovery Manager Matt Tucker tried to explain what a huge task this is. Auckland's facing something there like it's never faced before. In terms of the number of homes that have been affected, we think... We're dealing with something between 7,000 and 10,000 homes across Auckland. Of those homes, he says about 5,000 will need to be individually assessed by geotechnical engineers who are in short supply. He says the categorisation process details are still being ironed out in negotiations between central government and flood-affected regions around the Motu. The council estimates about 700 homes in Auckland will end up being designated as Category 3. But without clear details, buyouts are still a while away. So speaking really frankly with you, even if I had multiple millions of dollars tomorrow, I'm not in a position to start identifying and buying Category 3 homes tomorrow. Residents like Isma, whose home on Swanson Road was badly damaged, say they need help now. Please don't refer me back to the government. This is on your website where it says that details of categorisations and the process to buy out should be done by June 2023. June has been gone. Yeah. I've been out of my house for six months with two young kids. She says as the months drag on, so does the emotional toll. But the mental health of me, my kids, my family, the living in limbo, it's not okay. I can't afford luxuries for my kids anymore. I can't, I can't send them to all the sports they want or the activities they want. Others blame the council for being unprepared for the floods and failing to take care of the city's waterways. You have failed to maintain streams. You will cover your ass to keep your 100,000 a year jobs. Fact a bloody lot of you. A bloody close to putting my money where my mouth is and suing the shit out of council for the failing to plan. The meeting was a mixture of residents still living in their properties despite flood damage, those living with family or friends, and others like Kerry Skelling, who's still trying to find a suitable rental. Her family of four plus a cat and dog haven't been able to live at their property on Ehrlich Drive since the day they fled, back in January. We've just moved out of a house where we've been living with 14 people, and now we're currently living, my husband and I in one cabin, and my kids and my two kids, my son and my daughter, Teenagers living in another cabin. They're struggling to pay both their mortgage and rent. She says navigating the government's temporary accommodation service has been a nightmare. The um, emergency people ringing us every week going, oh, so what are you looking for? Okay, I'll pass you on to the next person and someone will ring you back. And then I'll get the same phone call. So what are you looking for? And we've had that over and over and over again. Then finally, one week it just stopped. 
Council Group Recovery Manager Matt Tucker says the council is hoping to finalise funding arrangements with the government in the next few weeks, with offers likely to be made on properties towards the end of October.